0: Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. Okay, so we have a lot to catch people up on. We... Crossed the Bay of Biscay and we went into the Straits of Gibraltar. And here we are in Mallorca. You want to just explain where we are right now first?
1: Uh, we're in the Balearic Islands, so it's part of mm, Spain.
0: No, not where Mallorca is, but like where we're sitting right now.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're sitting at anchor um, in a little bay um, on this kind of the east coast uh, sorry west coast southwest coast of uh, mallorca next to palma yeah not too far away from palma
0: yeah
1: it took the weekend off off the marina
0: so um yeah we have a long uh catch-up to do i think because we did a couple little passages and well they were big to us i guess uh, the first passage on the boat mm. and um We crossed the bay, and then we uh, stopped for gas, and then we kind of moved along, and then we got to Gibraltar, stayed a couple days there. Two nights. Yeah. So when we left, we had discovered engine problems, and we got the seals fixed, and I think uh, that kind of started the whole thing, set the tone for sort of what was ahead, but we had a good weather window, and off we went.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got delayed a few days, but in the end, it got resolved rather quickly by getting all the right people involved. And um, and so, as soon as it was, uh, we had to uh, put the boat on the hard on the ramp twice. And as soon as we had water to float again, then we we said, "Yeah, (laughs) we leave." (laughs) That's our weather window. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The weather was. was I mean there was some motoring but we did some sailing and we could have done more sailing but we had a time constraint um, that to get to Gibraltar um, so so mix of um, and then when we left La Rochelle we couldn't um, well we could have but um, we had 75 80 percent full tanks of fuel. Diesel and oh, then, that's
0: right. Yeah, we and were...
1: then, uh, But it was like a Thursday night, and I don't know, all the small motorboats were filling There was a up.
0: huge line at the fuel dock, and we're like, yeah. oh, we're not going to top it off. It must
1: be like, yeah. you know, a uh, discount or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so we skipped that. That meant we had to uh, to be safe um, and to continue motor to, all the way to Gibraltar. Then we had to stop in Cascais just, yeah. just for an hour. Yeah. No check-in, just... Um, yeah. Just fuel. And then, uh, yeah. And after that, got to Gibraltar. I think uh, that was 1,000 nautical miles, a little bit less than six days. I think we were quite a bit exhausted. So Tired from So we the got watch. Two, two full nights. But the next day, there was, like, shopping in Gibraltar because there is no tax. And um, there are a couple of products that you also find over there that it's hard to find um, anywhere else uh, for some reason. So that was also busy... During the day. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to have some uh, good night's sleep. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the Bay of Biscay was completely uneventful. Yeah. Well, it was like in my mind, it was really built up to be this thing. And
1: because you look at the winter stuff, and of course there's storms, <laughs> but it's not like uh, yeah. what happens in the summer.
0: Didn't we like motor half the time? I mean, it was super calm.
1: Uh, we did some motoring, we um, but we did some sailing, too. Uh, yeah. But it's it's pretty nice. It's better to be out there in the bay than to be along the coast. Yeah. Because you have, except uh, in one area, you had a lot of fishing. Because uh, mm-hmm. there is like... Oh, lots uh, of pots, yeah. Yeah. Well, not so much. We were like fishing boats because of it seems like they were all along like a ridge and like uh, right. where the water was.
0: Uh, so we had to watch out for the nets. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, but you could see them along the line. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but outside that, it was, you know, it's more relaxing to sail offshore mm-hmm. than along the coast. Yeah. And then we rounded Cap Finisterre, which is also known to have like, you know, big gusts of wind. But... And we didn't have that.
0: It was actually completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. We saw a lot of dolphins. Uh, we saw whales too, mm. which was really awesome, uh, and different kinds of dolphins. Mm-hmm. And at one point, um, we saw huge schools of tuna, two on each side of the boat, hundreds and hundreds of, of tuna. And uh, I was kind of wishing I fished at that point. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, So we stopped in Gibraltar and got a few things done. And the Straits of Gibraltar, too, are known to be kind of a funnel of wind, and that was not bad.
1: The night before, there was a couple storms in the distance. Mm -hmm. We Uh, saw lightning, right. But in the morning, we got the current with us. We got the wind with us. And um, so it was pretty nice Mm -hmm. and easy arrival in Gibraltar. Oh, well, we can talk about the... um, the, the docking yeah <laughs> because first we had to go one place to fuel up um, it was not just outside the marina so and that place is kind of interesting it's literally next to the um, Runway.
0: <laughs> oh, for the airport, for yeah. The yeah. Airport.
1: So you, you cannot come y- too close with the big mast. Uh, so there's like a buoy there. So, but that's a very strange feeling uh, to see a plane taking off just right next to us.
0: Right, where the mast is.
1: Yeah. yeah. So when you get on the chart, it showed um, once you cross the pier, um, uh, you get into a, kind of a little Lagoon kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and it had the name of the marina right in the middle, and and then the little marina um, didn't didn't have a name. So uh, for some reason we thought because it said you know don't turn right because it's like. Police, it was confusing. Whatever. It
0: was a confusing. And so we, we go start in
1: into this little marina, and we're like, "Ooh, this is a, this is small. This is tight." And then we look, and at everybody's
0: boats. waving us at us, and <laughs> we're like, "Oh, hi, hi!" We're like waving back, and we realize yeah,
1: somebody like yeah whistled, and we're like, "Oh, is that our spot?" And and I'm like, "Ooh, and that's really tiny. small, yeah." And and then then there was a little dinghy, uh, and then we asked them, is are we in the right place? And they said, no, no, it's we're next in the door. wrong area. So then then for we had to boats. turn around yeah. in a tiny spot, and so and
0: when we entered in, there was this little guy in a rowboat, and they were like rowing, and I'm like, why would they be rowing right there mm-hmm. in the entry? And we go, we kind of go in, and there's no big boats; they're all like little tiny boats.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. After well, we after we the in? fact, it looked like it's yeah. It
0: was obvious after the fact. So that the not night,
1: anything, yeah, as yeah. on uh, it's a local marina for small boats. Yeah. So so we were just not. So that was the, funny. Yeah. but we
0: were all waving. We we're all <laughs> thinking, oh hi. Nice. Yeah.
1: So then People we get so to here. the yeah. marina next door and. Um, And then there was a little, I mean, as always, probably, it's always a little confusing. You know, we thought there was one spot. Okay, no, that's not that's this spot. No, that's not that this spot. And it's like in between the, uh, there was a It was
0: literally at the the very, it was like the first spot on the dock as you enter the gate right next to the restaurant. So we come in and we go, okay, we have to do our first med mooring in front of a restaurant. They're all sitting outside, Mm. full of people staring at us doing our first med morning.
1: Pretty (laughs) sure, yeah. So especially like mentally be like, oh, that's not that spot. Okay, okay, that's this one. And it looked small. It looked small coming in,
0: and then the little finger was sort of tilting sideways and not really Mm. stable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was a tight spot, but we squeezed in. And um, yeah, yeah. You,
0: you did a good job. I thought so. that was really awesome. But yeah, that was. What, uh,
1: what was the joke that the guy next door said?
0: Oh, he said, you know, how is it that French people can fit really big things into small places or something? <laughs> oh, like
1: yeah, that. only French people can. <laughs> yeah. That was something like this. Yeah, it was really funny.
0: Anyway, so um, yeah, we um, we stayed there. It was nice, Gibraltar, and got a couple things done. And then from Gibraltar to Mallorca. Uh, less than three, three days. days. Yeah. yeah, and the third day I felt like was long. I felt like because we were. Well, trying it's always
1: to, the case because you, we couldn't see Mallorca, but you see the other islands. Like mm-hmm. first, so you see land, and you're like, Ibiza, we're almost there. Yeah, yeah. you're almost there, <laughs> and then there's a full night to yeah. go to get to. to it Majorca. seemed like it was a
0: really long night.
1: So you know the accumulation of the first passage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if you had to. Good night's sleep. I mm-hmm. think the second one was, you know, yeah, a little and, more difficult.
0: And um, yeah, just to ref-
1: although although we had the waves with us, that's right, and yeah. and pretty steep waves yeah, and close to each other, but I mean. Uh, so we sailed, uh, we sailed the Geneker, and that was beautiful. And then we, we were motoring. We were motoring with the waves and moving ten, eleven right. knots, like you know, So right. GPS speed. And,
0: and why were we motoring? Because we had to. I had to get to Wi-Fi for a work call.
1: Yeah, um, on Monday. Yeah. So so, was, so, that so was we a had to. Bummer. We we spent some time early in the passage to sail. We sailed, you know, yeah. I don't know, a day and a half or something. And mm-hmm. at some point, we say, okay,
0: let's go. Yeah, let's go. Off we went. Yeah, and just to be clear, so it's it's us on the boat, and then we have Loic who's mm-hmm. helping us, which is really really great because we're doing three we were doing three hour watch schedules, mm-hmm. so everybody got six hours off. So mm-hmm. that was really really helpful, especially I think for the first couple passages with with us, I would have felt really uncomfortable um, just because I'm I don't have as much experience and. Obviously, I think that was one of my reflections: is Wow, I have a lot to learn. You know, I think you have a lot to learn, or are learning a lot about the boat and how the boat's set up, and you know, sizing wise, like how do you fit, how do you fit things, and you can't see over the um, the the port side of the boat, right, because you're on the other side and so it's hard to see things yeah i
1: mean there is maneuvering maneuvering you know yeah. getting the feel for it and there is obviously we have different sales and knowing, you know, what angles, right. what wind speed, you know, to use them in, and to um, to with a
0: catamaran, yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah,
1: catamaran, and and then all the boat systems, and so there's a there is a huge huge learning curve.
0: Yeah, I I have to admit, I was for that first passage, I think to Gibraltar, my reflection there was. Just like, wow, it was really overwhelming, you know, in a good way. I mean, I was ex- I'm was i excited to learn it, but it's like, wow, this is going to take some time to yeah. really learn.
1: And that's why, you know, to have people on board um, who've sailed, in, the s- in same this boat, case, yeah, on before. the same boat for a year and a half, you know, you you take all that knowledge mm-hmm. and um, instead of like trial and errors mm-hmm. and making mistakes, uh, you're benefiting from yeah. all that experience, so it's hugely, hugely valuable.
0: Yeah, and you know we're still f- finding and fixing things. So, for instance, um, we changed the lines in the main sheet, right? Because
1: yeah, the the original lines they're like pretty crappy, and yeah, and it's um,
0: and then they, in the pulley, like when the pulley came out of the factory or whatever, there's like a little. How, yeah, like a little, little edge, edge that then, that started to fray some of the lines, and all these little tiny things that yeah. you have to find out and fix before they shred your lines over time. Is, yeah. So this is kind of stuff. So yeah. preventive um, work. Yeah. yeah so so we get to Palma. We're at the marina again, which we didn't really want to be at marinas, right? But yeah, we've we got. We still have. Boat projects going on And so maybe explain Some of the things that are going on right now
1: yeah, I mean, we have to be at the marina because you have to have a good connection. And when you're doing both projects, it's... For
0: work. It's, I have to have a good connection y- yeah, for yeah, but for work. But for the projects, yeah. And for
1: both projects, then you have channelries.
0: Yeah, <laughs> locally so, when you need a part.
1: So it's uh, super useful to have one of those little foldable bikes because yeah. you're, like, going in and out of, like, the marina and parts. finding stuff. Right. So, What were some
0: of the things like? Give examples of things we got done last week.
1: Oh man! Uh, Well, we replaced uh, the main sheet, the traveler. We had replaced most of the other lines; those had not been replaced. The chain. Uh, Well, the chain we we have well, it's been replaced during the commissioning to a smaller one, smaller diameter. And um, so what we did is cut uh, pieces of the old chain, which is new. Uh, but for, uh, when you do docking, med, um, docking, um, or when you stay in marina in the med, um, you have, you have swell, you're like, you know, right. stern to the dock. And so you want a way for the boat to absorb, you know, and those lines so, so it doesn't, you know, uh, destroy your cleats on the boat. So, so we bought some, those big springs and we'll attach some chain to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it's something we're going to be using in the med. Uh, some electrical stuff. There was not enough plugs uh, in the boat, and so right. there were new plugs that have been added. There have been some USB plugs uh, that have, like, high power, like mm-hmm. 2.1 or something amps.
0: They charge fast. Yeah, yeah. charge,
1: you know, for, like, iPad computers and stuff. So those have been added in, in, you know, different locations.
0: Yeah, so what are some of the other projects?
1: Yeah, so we had some repair work. Uh, one issue was with the uh, the throttle, the command oh, for, yeah, the, uh, for the engine. Right. Um, it's always been hard but it got uh, harder especially the port side and yeah. uh, so Loic had an issue um, you know on, on the previous boat he was on and the so steering
0: took, went out, and yeah, yeah. so because he,
1: of a little screw that came out, so right. he opened it up, checked it out, and basically we have the exact the same exact problem. same thing,
0: yeah. So that's
1: so, a
0: that's a good example of someone who's been on your boat before who understands like the the yeah. little Achilles heels of the boat of that you know? particular boat,
1: yeah. or, or in this case boats, because yeah. all the Fountain Peugeot catamarans have the same throttle, right? So and it's a silly. Thing it's just a little screw, little
0: teeny tiny and if screw. If put
1: some, um, yeah, well, we call it Loctite, but a little something that makes sure that the screw doesn't come mm-hmm. out, then that solved that problem. Yeah, but that could not, have been a
0: catastrophic failure. Um, yeah, for
1: sure.
0: So we had other things like then, the toilet broke again.
1: Yeah, for the toilet, so there was the uh, on our side um, at times the electro valve was not shutting off properly, and it happened in La Rochelle. It got temporarily fixed but it happened again and and so we had to change the electro valve and that solved that problem so good to have like spare parts on the boat
0: so some other some other projects we have to do we uh, set up the gangway Uh, we still have to finish that drilling the hole
1: Um, we have it on one side but we need to do it on the other side
0: yeah Yeah, um, back to the steering we want to uh, replace the steering cable because yes. uh, it at damaged. some point got damaged uh, we have a battery, battery alarm issue um,
1: when we switch off one engine so we have yeah. to understand what's going on there
0: yeah, mainsail, replace elastics, and yeah. apply the protective patches. That's something that's important.
1: It's preventive maintenance, yeah.
0: Against kind of flapping against the shrouds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Preventers, we, we did get those set up. That was good.
1: It's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, adjust the lazy bag.
1: Yeah, the stuff basically in the mast, mm-hmm. the main, the boom, mm-hmm. a little bit of work in that area.
0: Mm hmm. We have to uh, put in a new platform or fitting, or what, what's the best thing to call it for the outboard motor.
1: The dinghy needs to be raised a little higher, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, when we are in big uh, waves, the water flows in between the hulls and it hits the bottom of the prop, uh, the outboard. Mm-hmm. And so, nothing too bad, but um, you know, we need a more long term fix of be able to raise the dinghy and, like you know uh, mm-hmm. half a foot higher.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just little stuff like figure out how to permanently secure dive tanks. Um, mm-hmm.
1: The dive compressor.
0: Right. And then in the anchor locker, we wanted to install a rail to tie the lines to, and we couldn't find oh, the right Also some rail. lessons, yeah.
1: It's just um, I, part of it is probably due to COVID-19, um, but also because it's an island, <laughs> Uh, so some of the materials and equipment um, you have to stay for a few days because you have to place some orders and we've gotten lucky in some cases and not so lucky in some others where they thought they had the parts and then when it got here it was the wrong parts uh, for the steering cable, we we're hoping that comes from the Netherlands. Uh, we're hoping we'll get them tomorrow so we can resolve, replace them. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a lot of back and forth going to one chenery, going to another chenery to find the things you need. But there is also a lot of ordering and waiting and hoping that you get the right. Stuff,
0: yeah. The shipping issue has been a bigger issue than I thought. So,
1: if you stay for a week in the marina or something, you can solve most of those problems. If you stay for a couple days, then forget it. Yeah, oh, and then we have uh, for the uh, Volvo issue with the engine uh, to get somebody to change the oil from Volvo. We got oh,
0: yeah, we got the runaround from, yeah, so
1: that was like silly, so silly, yeah. And then I I think I'll touch about this because, yeah. It's basically a two hundred hour service, and what it is, it's basically to change the oil on the cell drive. Um, that's basically it. You change the anodes, but we change them in La Rochelle just before we left. So when we they said fix
0: we, the other yeah. seal issue, so yeah. we
1: don't need that. We explain, and so the rest was like that's that's all there is recommended by volvo and we go to a volvo uh, approved service well you know. we
0: called four or five of them and yeah. and the one that could do it was um someone who sent over an estimate and then they wanted us to pay up front for the 400 hour service with all the parts and show up with all the parts and we're like well we don't need these things
1: well we don't need the basically yeah they are Uh, I mean, they're making a quote that includes everything for a 400-hour service, which is a lot more because you're servicing the engine, not just the cell drive. And we're like, but we don't need their engine, you know, yeah. service at this point. It's just a 200-hour. And they're trying to explain to us well, we don't want the technicians to go back and forth. You know, if they see something uh, then they have to have the parts. Yeah, so but bring their front. van.
0: Like, their van's full of parts. Like, why do we have to pay for the parts? And so the thing that they wanted us to do was up front to pay a thousand bucks and then they're like, no, don't 1500,
1: worry. fifteen hundred or even seventeen hundred dollars Yeah, well, so, yeah over euros. a thousand
0: bucks, excuse me, euros. And, and then get our money back refunded when we don't use it. It. And we're like, What? That makes no sense.
1: Yeah, and in the end, uh I think they simply don't want to come to do a job that costs you know, that will cost two hundred to three hundred Euros. They want to somehow find some other issues charge at least four thousand In the end bucks. they're like,
0: Oh, we're busy anyway and we and can't. And in get the end it's like,
1: Oh, we have urgencies yeah. and that was not the case because the morning I was talking to the person say, No, no, I have you for Friday or Monday at the latest. So it was just for them to try to sell more yeah. services that you don't need. Yeah. And and once they realize they couldn't sell those extra services, then they say, "Oh, we have emergencies." Yeah. So, so. that
0: that was a good learning for us, I think to understand, you know, how that works. How that works. Yeah, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as I'm editing this, I just have to add a note A lot of the listeners might be asking why we're not changing our own oil for the 200-hour service. And the reason is because um, Volvo is known for not honoring warranties for major issues if under the warranty period you didn't get the engine serviced by a Volvo-certified dealer. So that's why we're not changing our own oil on the 200 hour service. We're trying to honor the warranty. So, what's the other thing um, is, you know, figuring out how to get to our destination in this COVID situation. And, you know, I think everybody knows all along there's my visa pro- timing issue and then all the stuff. So, um, the back and forth with the various Entry ports, ports of entry, and, um, you know, different countries have different entry requirements Mm. has been interesting. Um, Some want a test taken within 72 hours for you to enter the country. Um, But if you get a test, for instance, in Mallorca, the cost was $275 a person. Um, you hear from other people who are entering Sardinia and Sicily, and people are boarding the boats there and giving people a test for free. Um, so it's trying to figure out like where we can go because now they make, we're in you know, Spain. So Spain, do the
1: test on the boat, they set up an appointment. They say stay on the boat.
0: Some of them do tests on the boat. Oh, on the boat. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Nice. So some of them just Full come service. with the swab and shove and it up free. your nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's free. Others make you go to a clinic, which is yeah. bizarre because. Living, but you're in quarantine. But it was the same
1: thing with Gibraltar. Yeah. When we got there, we couldn't step off the boat until they went to immigration with our passport and they checked our temperature. When yeah, but we that's got, not
0: a test, they just like no, no, but
1: at least there is some yeah. regulations. When we got to Mallorca, um, there was no temperature check. no,
0: there's nothing. And
1: um, you go to the marina and you register the boat, and then to go to the immigration office, that's like 15 minutes bike, bike. Right. Away. And, and so, yeah, very, yeah. very different procedures for two, you know.
0: Yeah. Countries. So we had um, intended to sort of go to Montenegro and then figure out how to um, winter the boat. And I think what's starting to happen is we, we're kind of tired of doing these like go, go, go. And mm-hmm. then because we the last couple of weeks have been sort of a race to get it it's, it it's felt like boat delivery is what it, it
1: yeah it's been a combination of boat delivery and boat projects Right. which in the big picture i mean uh the first season i think it's you, typically you have is. to account looking back you, you don't think of like bringing friends and family and and just think like i mean you can, maybe. I think
0: it's important to have your proper expectations about what that first season's going to be, because that's definitely what it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we hit a wall, which is why we're at Anchor now, and it was your birthday yesterday. Mm -hmm. Your 50th birthday. Yeah. Um, We just hit a wall and were burnt out and wanted to just go splash around and do something different. So Mm -hmm. now we're at Anchor for the weekend. We'll be back at the marina Next week, finishing up some projects. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> <Next week>. Yeah, <laughs> Monday. Um, and then sort of continuing on. But we're probably not going to go to Montenegro. We're probably going to go to Tunisia. Well, we're
1: thinking of we, we could go to Montenegro, the problem is it's a further away. So that yeah. means we're going to, and then we're starting um, next week, we're going to be, uh, mid-next week, we're going to be just you and I. Yeah. So the passages, well, I mean, we, we can do shorter passages, like two days max, but it's still going to be moving... Regularly to get to Montenegro, and when we get to Montenegro, the idea first was oh we'll go to Croatia too, but it's There's starting to be late time. in the season, yeah. so then we'll have to um, sail back to like Sicily maybe where we'll keep the boat. So therefore, it's a lot of moving, and then and then we're thinking well what about Tunisia? Is it safe? Because it will be closer. It will be because Sardinia, Sicily, and and then kind of Tunisia, and then cruise mm-hmm. for 30 days. And after that, find our destination for the winter and right. winter the boat.
0: Right. So I think the other lesson is we had big aspirations, you know, that we were going to kind of get all the way over there, and then we'll be able to go to Montenegro and then cruise a little bit in Croatia and, like, mm. see all this stuff. And it's like, no. Pretty much, you know, we've had time to, um, you know, get the boat out of La Rochelle, bring it around into the Med. We're still working on projects. Things are taking a little bit longer.
1: And And... To be fair, we made a point to stay in La Rochelle for a period of
0: time to get as much stuff to done. get yeah.
1: projects done. While we, you know, might speak the language, while there is all the companies working around, you know, Fontaine Peugeot boats. So I think it was a good investment mm-hmm. when spending sure. five weeks there, maybe or something. Yeah, five weeks. So it's, it's definitely worth it it yeah. takes away from the cruising season um but i think it's paying off also yeah. for things that we bought there and then we found and installed and so i think it was a good investment to spend those five weeks now that means you don't have those five weeks on the back end right uh, so it,
0: and we didn't have a choice because they were shutting down again for the summer which yeah. is like they were just shut down for covid but okay so they were shutting down to go on vacation, and that was that. And we we're like, okay, well, I guess we're done here. And
1: well, yeah, they were shutting down. as part of their regular yeah, vacation. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, but work's getting done here in Palma, and their people are open and doing stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not really. It, it, I guess Friday we went out for, for ice cream, and it felt a little like summer. But it, people are def, there's no, definitely not as many people, which is great because here at the Anchorage. There's a number of yachts and stuff, but it's not super crowded, mm-hmm. which is nice. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer we couldn't actually be cruising cruising this, this season because yeah. it'd be nice to not have to fight with people for mooring balls or anchorages and things like that. Mm. Not fight, but, you know, just have it be crowded. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it'll spill over into next season, too. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> hard to tell. Any other lessons over the last couple of weeks?
1: Um I think we've covered a few um I mean it's tough choices you have to make. Yeah. And um
0: so if you can, I know start we're, we're like completely passing all of these beautiful little ocean yeah. towns, Mediterranean towns of Spain, and it's like, oh, so sad, you know.
1: Yeah, we sp- we we sailed around the coast of Spain and Portugal, and and eventually like stopped. I mean, we stopped in Gibraltar for just two nights, and yeah. Didn't have a chance to visit anything, so we yeah. know we'll pass by again because to cross the Atlantic, right. that's uh, that's where we'll go. But um, yeah, so it, who many knows? If we'll have, yeah, so, and and maybe people have a hard time to understand why are we going so fast? You know, the the goal, uh, part of what the bigger goal was to get the boat this season. I mean, as part of like you know doing boat projects, doing kind of boat delivery, but to bring the boat into the Med and into the Eastern Med because our priority has always been fo- focusing yeah. on Greece. Uh, Turkey was part of the priority but there are some changed, issues right yeah. now politically so uh, we definitely scratched that off for, for this we
0: wanted year. to spend we wanted to have a decent, sailing season uh, in the Eastern Mediterranean. That was mm. always the goal. So it's so hard, though, to pass by all these yeah. amazing places and be like, oh, okay, we're skipping it, we're skipping it. I mean, it seems crazy, but we're trying to just stay focused mm. so that we can set ourselves up for next season.
1: And, and I think at this point, our initial plan was to start, obviously, sooner in the next season. The boat will be in the med, in the Eastern med. It will start, hopefully, in the spring. And then we'll have until the end of the year to kind of bring the boat to the Canary Island to cross the the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And what we're realizing, um, to be realistic, is you need to get the boat to the Canary Islands quite a bit before the start of this the arc, for example. If you're going to do this, you need to prep the boat. You might have to take it out of the water all this is going to take time and it's going to kind of shorten the next season as well. So I think what we're slowly realizing is next season, we might not cross the Atlantic and give us ourselves- A
0: decent season. yeah, Yeah, a
1: season where you're just basically cruising, you might have some issues, you might have to stop here and there. But you're focusing on on discovering and yeah. doing the cruising life, and and yeah. considering then um, doing the the crossing in 2022. Yeah, that's
0: where it heads. Uh, are right now. Because
1: otherwise, yeah, you're in a race, and you're trying to escape that <laughs> with yeah. the cruising life, and you can find yourself already with the seasons dictating where you need to go. But also, if you add, you know visa issues if you add yeah. you know, work issues if you add you know, preparation for crossing done. I'm almost yeah. done I
0: just have a couple so more weeks I think I next know. year
1: we won't have the visa issue I think hopefully obviously, yeah. long stay visa um, yeah. you won't have the work issue so that's going to remove some variables that right. we're dealing with right now um, and then if we don't add the crossing next year then we'll, we'll be a much more kind of relaxed mode right discovering adventuring right and,
0: Okay, so um, that's what we have going on. I think the other major lesson, and many, many people have said it, is everything takes twice as long mm-hmm. to do anything Yes, simple. Um, and I think that's just part of slowing down. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is I want to interview Luik, too. So we'll do a little uh, podcast on that and his perspective on, you know, from a tech technical perspective on after a boat comes out what needs to happen i think it's i think what's important is people having proper expectations that it's not poof the boat pops out and yeah you're sailing it there's things to do even after commissioning yes i think that's what's important okay cool happy birthday back to work yeah happy birthday and back to work yes (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another Covert Castaway. Fair winds for now.